Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm, sure. stay calm! Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now of 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. clock here in the music city so you know what time it is time for the afternoon stretch here on nashville sports radio bruno reagan devil mckenzie zach williams here inside the strike and spare family fun center studio hope everybody is having a terrific monday february 20th it's always a good time to be back one of our only days actually here in the studio as we have a hectic schedule coming up this week of two shows that we're going to, I mean, Bruno and I are going to figure it out somehow to talk about. I mean, I don't know if we're going to be able to fill the time, uh, but we'll have two shows this week, today and Thursday. Thursday, we're live at T-Line, 106 Duluth Avenue for anybody that wants to come on out. But yeah, Vandy Baseball taking over the rest of it, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, they had a good showing over the weekend. So good that Tim Corbin, head coach of the Vandy Boys, is going to be joining us at 525. So that'll be a fun one to have Tim Corbin on. Talk a lot of good stuff because they played really well. A lot of stuff going on today. If you want to get in, 615-844-5600. Bruno Reagan, how are you doing today? Yeah, we'll see how we're going to cover an entire week's worth of essentially sports news in two days. <laughs> so the, we'll cover the weekend today and then the, the week on Thursday. Yeah. And then we'll... And isn't next week also like? I think it's the there? week after that. It's okay, like the first okay. of March. I don't because they're Whatever, in there. Yeah. yeah, there's there's another week where we're gonna get hit pretty hard. I think we have one show that we missed. Yeah, week. hey, I'm a straight up. I'm gonna do my best. I am still suffering right now from like a long weekend. Bruno, Absolutely suffering. Bruno had a fun weekend with uh, former just, Vandy guy as well. Yeah, Schmemer. Schmemer. Got to meet his whole family, his dad. Kyle Shermer. Yeah. Former QB. Top top five QB all time at Vanderbilt? He's the best one. Is he the besides, best one? Besides they, Cutler? They might put him behind Cutler, but he broke all of Cutler's records. Mm. So it, it just goes, what what do you consider like greatest? But yeah, yeah, he's yeah. my greatest because he's my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you that were down in Sarasota. Yeah, right? quite, uh, yeah, quite simply. I uh I got there. I thought I know more people there. I knew about six people there of like the two hundred. I got there. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. No, I mean it really was. I got there. You know, I was just I walked up to the bar where everyone was at, and I was like, I was just talk, I was just said to the bartender, I was like, this is the nicest wedding I've ever been to or will be. And like three people turned around, and looked at me, and they were like, Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that was peak peak party celebration. That was that was awesome. It uh it looked like a uh, a giant chessboard. It was. The dance floor was. It was in a museum, but there was, like, this massive open, like, Greek-Roman common area that we were at. That's where all the statues of David and, like, stuff were. It was <laughs> It was absurd. It was crazy. You should have, because I, I doubt you did. And I, hey, well, I counted how many non-white people were there, and we all got, <laughs> we all sat at the same table, and we fit at the same table. So <laughs> I kept messing with him about that. That was funny. Uh, you you should have done a photo of you like hiking him a, a beer or something. Who Kyle? Yeah, got down. You know, that is very cringe. Yeah, no. <laughs> that yeah, is no. awful. I just want. I just. I that, picture it as me laughing at when you. When I went to my when I went to my Vandy O line buddy's wedding, 
and we the whole O line was there. I said that was the first thing when I walked in the apartment. You can ask EJ if we ever see him again. I said I will not do any football stance football pictures. stance photos that is the stupidest thing <laughs> i will not do it so lame but it's fun oh, it's, for me to look at other people doing it you know like i enjoy that kind of stuff yeah yeah so devil mckenzie how are you doing big haircut hey pretty good i got a haircut devil got a haircut you look good Faded it up yeah man mm-hmm. was well, just just needed it yeah yeah I, do too. I, I was i like my hair was shedding it was just bad. <laughs> it was getting pretty nappy. Figured it was about that time. Where where did you go? At, like a local spot around here? Uh, yeah. Uh, my roommate, uh, is, he's lived here for the last like five years, so he's got the hookup on a barber, and I went out and actually got a good haircut. Spent good money on it. It was worth it. Nice. I love it. Yeah, I can. My hair's my head's cold now. I don't have any like hair back Ooh, there. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the worst part about did it. Did you get any of those like, uh, or have you ran the joke? The the joke. It's like, did you get your hair cut? And it's like, are your hair cut? And it's like, no, I got all of them cut. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. No, no, I lowered That's my terrible. ears. Yeah. That's yeah. No. That's Th- absolutely terrible. Those jokes are. I live. I live for hearing people do that. Like unironically, like doing it for real. I love mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Dad jokes, stuff like that check it out hey did you uh, did you watch any xfl this weekend devlin no no i don't blame I, I, well i don't f- frankly i don't blame anybody because it was like it was hit or miss there were some really good ones i i do like the pacing i wish all sports paced like the way they did it was fast first half was done in like an hour mm. that's me that's me i i want to go watch the game but four or five hour events are too much for me i didn't uh watch any of it and mainly just because I wasn't able to. That's a re- that's a real side of it. But it was also because I didn't, frankly, know the games were on. Mm-hmm. I like a- as I like looked at Twitter or something, and it would be like, you know, I'd see Battlehawks or whatever. Then I'm like, oh, the games are on. But it wasn't like a XFL's back. I feel like I've seen way more USFL like commercials than I have XFL. Well, yeah, Fox owns. Yeah, Fox owns like a lot of yeah. the Monday night stuff, I guess. So they just it, they pump it out. I don't know if XFL just didn't do a great job of promoting it or Those, whatever. No, they're. I did see. I did see this though. Uh, the DC Defenders. Mm-hmm. So they had back in 2020. You know this. They did the beer snakes, where they took all the beer plastic cups and then they made them in these giant long snakes and it became a fun thing. I saw that they tried to do it. You know, they they thing. did it. They did it. It was good. They did it, and then the, you know the police Security. came and took it. Well, the drinks that all these cups were coming from were were tequila, like tequila infused like drinks or something like that. Um, and inside of them had lemons, like whole lemons inside of these drinks. They were just cut in half. And uh, at the end of the game, after they took all the beer snakes, everybody was all pissed and started chucking lemons onto the field. Well, the best part was <laughs> they get the lemons and DC was losing. Then they start throw one person threw it on the field and then everyone started throwing after they took the beer snakes. And then DC got a pick six. <laughs> it just changed the, I mean, the energy went through the roof. So beer place. snakes might be out. They'll be, and now it's it's lemon tossing. They have to be back. They have, there's no way it won't be. Active. It was a it was a big like weekend because we didn't have a show Friday, so I'm considering like Thursday night as part of the weekend for us. Yeah. But there was a big weekend of throwing 
food and things onto it. Because, you know, the Preds have that, right? The Preds have the throw the catfish. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody threw a catfish. It's supposed to be. During play. Yeah, yeah, they threw it during play, which is not supposed to happen. They're supposed to do that when there's no play going on. And, you know, it took took this thing. A lot of Preds fans are mad. You probably didn't hear about it because nobody's, nobody's covering them. Covering the <laughs> they suck. At all. <laughs> the Preds are terrible. That is, that no, is The Preds are worse than terrible. The Preds are middling. We always say like low middling. Yeah, we yeah we always say either either be great or be terrible, so that way you have one season to look off, look forward to, which is the off season. Mm. You can be that draft team. The Preds are in purgatory. Yeah, no, they they they're not good right now. But yeah, somebody threw it out of disgust. Through because of the, how bad the team is, they said screw it. They snuck a dead catfish on their body and then threw it at the improper time. <laughs> And of course, you know, the game stops and everything, and everybody's getting all mad about it. Uh, but that—that's like the season in a nutshell. Nobody's happy with yeah. the Preds. They what? Did they what? Because that was the only of uh, keeping a safe picks. Because we had like a two very different keeping a safe picks that we did last week. Went three and zero on Monday, and then Thursday we went one and two. I was just glad I Devlin lost with me. I didn't want to be the only <laughs> one to lose. I lost very quickly. Like it was over that same night. I forgot what I even picked. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, Tennessee, Alabama. There we go. Was it Tennessee, Wilson. Alabama? Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, uh, they, yeah, they just, Preds, Preds, was, Preds, Preds just was free gave money. it up. No, Preds was free money. They just money. gave it up. Preds was absolutely free money. I, when the second you said your pick, I loved it. Of course. And the under hit too. It was the lowest over under of any and the under hit at five and oh, right? And yeah. It was yeah, five it was, and a half. It was five and a half. Yeah. yeah. And they, they almost did it themselves. The Bruins almost did it themselves. And then it's just been bad ever since it's, it's yeah. been bad ever since they came back from the all-star break. It's the exact opposite. I was actually just talking about this. I was just talking about this. I think there's a giant issue with the Preds, and I think the Preds are becoming the Sounds. The Preds are becoming like the Nashville Sounds. And look, I love going to a Sounds game. Don't take what I'm going to say as something I hate the Sounds. I love the Sounds. But the Sounds now are an entertainment destination. The Sounds are an entertainment destination. It is a fun place to go. First Horizon Park is a fun place to go to the Bandbox, Third and Home, all that good stuff. It is a... If you haven't gone, you're missing out because it is legitimately a fun experience to go to a sounds game. I love the sounds. Grew up watching the sounds. But it almost feels like they they could care less about whether they win or lose. And I feel like the Preds are getting to that point of, yeah, well, people will just come out downtown because they're going to go honky-tonking, and then, you know, you get to see a Preds and wear your little Preds jersey. That That's how it feels like they could care less. They could care less if they win or lose. David Poyle is still doing what he's been doing. And and I saw David Poyle trending today, which you never want to see a GM of one of your teams trending on, on Twitter because it's typically a bad thing. But I saw him trending, and it's just everybody saying, why is David Poyle still in charge? Why? What is going to – are they really going to wait till the end of the season? So they just – they've turned it over. End of the season, whatever. They're going to finally probably move on from midseason or at the end of the season. But you're going to have to struggle through these next little bit of games and watch your favorite team suck. Or you won't watch and not care anymore. Can't help that there's a transfer of ownership, right? I'm sure that can't help with these higher level decisions. Yeah, probably not. No, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm Bill Haslam, I'm walking in. I'm like, <laughs> fire everybody already. <laughs> cool, let's do it. <laughs> I'll hire a bunch of other people, and then yeah. I'll be able to blame them if they don't work in four years or five years, whatever it is. Poyle was good at one point. He's not anymore. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but it just seems like the Preds as an organization don't care about winning. I don't know if anybody else saying that. I don't know if that's a hot topic that I'm throwing out there. But from the outsider's view, I don't think in, it's that they don't care. Every team cares about winning. It's just they don't know how right now. 
There's there's just no they they clearly they're clearly bad at their jobs. Coaches coaches and personnel cuz they have players. They'll sign players who are good on other teams. They come to the Preds and suck, and then the Preds will release people and they go to other teams and they're great. That's on that's on the staff. That's so they're all doing good, right? They're the, doing they're, the players. They're scouting her well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. And maybe that does come down to coach. I don't I don't know. Well, that's something we'll have to ask Alex Dartery whenever we get him on. But yeah, unfortunately, probably not going to get him on this yeah. week. But it's still. I and I know I've been, I'm watching. I saw Alex has which hey free plug Alex because obviously I love you. Um, the uh, he's got you know his his top five things to change to fix the Preds. You know he's got that article coming out, or it may have already came out. I'm not sure, but there is there's definitely something that needs to be done. There's something that needs to be done with that organization, and I don't think I don't think it's a a player here or a coach there. I, no, I think it's it starts at the top. It needs to be a change, change all the way through because it just feels like it's a place to go hang out now. That that you, you've turned you've turned Bridgestone Arena into a basement it's just place to you go hang out place we're waiting for nba expansion yeah that uh, it just kind of feels like that and so like i said i'm not i'm not trying to be some like hot jock radio right now and oh look at this flaming white hot take no i'm just seeing a fledgling organization right now that looks like they don't care and uh, frankly and it's nothing against alex but i do i'm starting to get to the point and this is just me being honest where i'm annoyed of having alex come on because we just kind of it's like why do the preds suck now you know that's that's what our conversations feel like all the time that's that's my complaint it's just they're bad no optimism it's what it was with any basketball before it wasn't it's like unexpired uninspired Unexpired, huh? No, that's they, good. They're, they're expired too. <laughs> that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, uninspired. It just feels like uninspired play right now, and I I don't know who cares to talk about it. You know, I, I just I don't know. I don't know. We are. I will, but not for begrudgingly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be begrudgingly. I'll say it with a smile on my face. There's a lot of other things I care about. I, talk o- about. I always go to the game during the season. I haven't gone to one this year. Pretty crazy. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. I, I think the last one that I went to is like just getting a seat. You know what I mean? It's probably been about three, four years. But it's just you start watching them on TV, and I'm like, you know what? This is fun. <laughs> it's fun not having to drive downtown, park in the garage, walk down to Bridgestone through the crowds. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. You you look good as one of those Wally characters. You know, they just have the screen in front. The of The Wally characters. Yeah. You look like one. No, nah, I don't. I don't know you exactly. look like you look like you get up out of the chair and you're like whoa 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 you know well, the, like, a, like a baby step. Well, the, for the problem first is time. you're talking to the pro athlete and you're the yeah, but you're, if the, the, if not, you walk, you're not even ha- you, you don't even count people, as half of one of people those. People walk in here and they're like, which one's a pro athlete? There's no way any of you. They look at Devlin probably. They're like, oh, Devlin's like good at tennis or something. That yeah. must be what it is. Hey, that's hard copium right now. <laughs> hard copium going on. <laughs> you had a good weekend though, so I'm, I'm gonna let you have a good weekend. Why 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 we gotta start off on a bad foot? It's not bad. It's fun. <laughs> Usually you say something and I'm just like, haha. Well, quite frankly, like, I'm just a monster out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Someone walks in the door, they're like, who's the pro athlete? Oh, it's not that absolute freak of nature right there in the corner? <laughs> you Are you sure it's not monster like, oh my God! You know what I mean? That kind of monster? I, Get away! You I'm know, a martial artist. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that one too. Like, uh, what's the what's the Disney Pixar movie that I'm thinking of? I know it's Monsters Inc., but Sully. You're like Sully. He's a big guy, big scary guy. You gotta get those screams to keep the town powered. You know what yep. I mean? It's just gotta happen. 
It's just got to happen. Industry unions. Yeah, it's all about that's, that. That is what that movie's all about. Uh. <laughs> I know. It, it flies under your head. Which Pixar underlying theme did you fly? Because the fact that corporate and all that is hilarious. It's such a funny story. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. I held off talking about basketball in the first hour or in the first segment here because we're going to talk about it with Blake Lovell when we return. There's a lot to talk about with college basketball, and it is. It's pandemonium right now. It really is. It's pandemonium. And there's a lot of Vanderbilt fans that are upset about how Vanderbilt is being treated in their way of winning as they are currently. Because Vanderbilt's playing good. They just played bad at other times. But we're going to talk about it with Blake Lovell on the other side. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon is still crazy slow on 65 southbound coming out of Kentucky, trying to get down through that northern part of Robertson County. It's taken a while to upright this truck out here that crashed earlier. 40 eastbound just past Stewart's Ferry Pike out around OHB and Hermitage. It's just slowed down that traffic now even more so as you head towards uh, Wilson County. Again, give yourself extra time. This truck crash, it's going to be out here for a while. And I'm looking at it live. 40 eastbound just past Stewart's Ferry Pike. Nash Painting Services all of Middle Tennessee. They're online at nashpainting.com. Give them a call at area code 615-912-2288. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Ad paid for by Anthem Tax Services. Attention, if you or your business is behind in filing your tax returns or if you owe over $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection efforts. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, we can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, the IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems, end all collections, and may even reduce your back taxes significantly. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-240-4917 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-240-4917. That's 800-240-4917. Again, 800-240-4917. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Tuesday, February 21st for College Night with the University of Alabama as your Nashville Predators take on the Vancouver Canucks. Purchase your College Night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights. That's NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights for a Preds and Alabama co-branded hats. And don't miss February 28th as your Nashville Predators take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Secure tickets at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds! Bye. 
Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. It's going to be mostly cloudy with a stray shower into the evening. Today's high 68. Partly cloudy. Otherwise, tonight low 48. For Tuesday, time to clouds and sun. High 66. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio WNSR. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. Waiting on Blake Lovell here. We'll be getting him in shortly. But till then, you can jump in. Like I said, 615-844-5600. I mean, Vandy just keeps winning. I'll tell you this. There was nobody. Well, I said it last week on the show. We looked at their their upcoming schedule from that week, and I thought for sure Auburn at home, Kentucky on the road, the definite losses that they were going to have, but they snuck another win over at Memorial. Well, do you want me to go over? uh, So, Bracketology with Joe Lunardi. ESPN mm-hmm. guy, analyst. Everybody looks over. at him as he. He's the he's the guru. Uh, he's the guru. He can tell you the com- what the computers all that are thinking. Generally, what chance you have that your team make an NCAA tournament? Where it's trending? How long we have? Obviously, we're trending close to March, but you're obvious. Your number one seeds they'll go to Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. Two seeds: Baylor, UCLA, Texas, and Arizona. Three seeds: that's where Tennessee will land as a three seed, according to this right now. Virginia, Kansas State, Iowa State, and the four seeds: Xavier, Marquette, Indiana, Gonzaga. Now we're going towards the bubble. Now, do we hear any other teams that we might consider? Last four buys: Memphis, Oklahoma State, Boise State, Nevada. So Memphis, Memphis is up in there right now. Mm-hmm. Another in-state program. Last four in. Bandy lost to them, I believe, at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Last four in. Mississippi State, SEC. West Virginia, USC, and Wisconsin. The first four out. North Carolina, Charleston, New Mexico, and Utah State. And then the next four out after those. Oregon, Arizona State, Penn State, and Texas Tech. Considered Clemson, Michigan, UNT, Seton Hall, and at number 81. The last one. On that entire list, Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt, the last one. They get the honorable mention. Well, let's talk about this with Blake Lovell. You can follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell, managing editor for southeastern14.com. Blake, when you hear that, we talked about it obviously last Tuesday. Or actually, we had you on last uh, Wednesday, I believe. Uh, but it, Vandy is probably a long shot, but I mean, do Vanderbilt fans have the right to be, you know, faithful that they do have a shot at this? Oh, maybe we have Blake. Is he muted? We may not have Blake as much. We may have to call Blake. That might be what we have to do here because uh, we before, didn't have Blake. Before Blake will be on, but we'll get we it on. Get Dev's there, I'll, give on. You, I'll give you my quick take because I do have something to say. And when we get in these conversations, usually I, I like to let the guests talk, but before we get there, I think Vanderbilt, the entire season matters. I mentioned this last week when we were talking to Blake. Yeah. You know, you get to this point where Alabama's like, oh, you know, but we're Alabama. We should have gotten in. This is for football. And it's like, well, you're invalidating the rest of the season. We play the whole season for a reason. And I love Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt didn't just struggle at the beginning of the season. Some things were abysmal. 
wasn't USM, uh, Southern Missouri. They were one of the worst Conference USA teams in the entire league last year. Mm-hmm. Then they lost to them. They lost to Grambling. The Alabama smacking. Like, we're at this point now where Vanderbilt might have to, no matter how they finish strong, you finish as strong as you want, you still might have to win the tournament. I think no. some Vandy fans are like, we're going to they're, – they're, it's almost 100% in their heads that we're going to win out and get a bid. So we can have Blake tell us his thoughts at this point. Talk now with Blake Lovell, managing editor of Southeastern 14, soon to be 16. And don't worry, they have all the numbers going out there. So don't even try to steal it uh, at the Blake Lovell on Twitter. Blake, so let's get into it, talking about it. You heard the question earlier, does Vanderbilt have this? Do they really have a shot in this? Does I mean, are Vandy fans kind of crazy? I think they are going to make the tournament. I know they're not crazy, and I think they have a shot. I think um, there is some frustration out there as though – the last five games should erase what Bruno just said, the first 22. And that, it doesn't work that way. Um, it, it, it's great, right? It, it's a five-game winning streak. But it, it doesn't erase the first 22 games. And, and I think that's what you have to remember when you start talking about NCAA tournament. Because the committee, or not the committee, the NCAA, will say that every game is weighed equally. And that's what it has actually in the language. If you read it, it, is, it there says nothing about the final portion of the season, which it used to be the last 10 games, weighed more than, than everything else. It's not that way anymore. Now, will there be some human element to it to where that will weigh more for some people? Sure it will. Um, and I think they'd be lying to say it doesn't matter at all because otherwise you're fielding a tournament in November, you're fielding a tournament in March. And if you're fielding one in March, you want to have the best teams that are actually maybe playing better once they get to that point. So, yes, Vanderbilt fans should be having the, the discussion but I don't think that you can get too far ahead of yourselves in acting like you're somehow being um, held back by the computers, right? (laughs) And I just don't think it works that way because the computers are going to factor in the first 22 games just like they're going to factor in the last five. That that feels like you're hitting the head on it because I know obviously I say this all the time, one of the best brains to actually talk about all this with is Play Club. And I mean that passionately. I don't mean that as he's on the show right now. But it, it's a lot of Vandy fans right now are just going to conference play. That's all they're talking about. That's all they are keep bringing up. When we're talking about these computers, do they do, do they really factor all the full game in? Do they factor schedule? How do they, what are they really looking at when they do factor these things in? All right, so I can tell you, I can read it for you guys, like straight from looking at like the net rankings, right? Like the net rankings are. They're not the end-all, be-all, and I think sometimes people believe that because I, that's the only thing I share. But I share it because it's a great resource like for to tell you what are some things that will be valued, all right? So the net ranking, Vanderbilt right now is what? They're like in the 80s, 90s, 90, 89, something like that, um, way back there still. Uh, but when you look at it, so what, what makes up the net? Here it is, straight from the NCAA. Winning percentage, game results, Strength of schedule, game location, scoring margin, net offensive and defensive efficiency, which that's one Vanderbilt fans should not overlook because Vanderbilt, if, from an efficiency standpoint, is not good defensively. If you look at defensive numbers, that's not me saying that's the way it should be. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and then the quality of their wins and losses. Here's what stands out, guys, okay? And this is what I tried to put out there yesterday. I think there was a little backlash when I said it, <laughs> but you guys know how this works. So, Vanderbilt has 15 wins this season, right? Yes. 11 of those wins are by eight points or less. Eight of those wins are by five points or less. Now, what does that mean? That means that 
Vanderbilt, and someone used this term, and I'm going to keep stealing it from them because I don't think they trademarked it since they used it on Twitter yesterday. But they called Vanderbilt the coin flip team. That's what they are. Like, they are the coin flip team, meaning they can win a game by five or less. They can lose a game by five or less because let's not ignore that either. Like, they've, they've had several losses by, like, five points or less. And so every game has kind of been close, you know, obviously outside of a handful, five to seven games, whatever. So it's like what matters is the scoring margin, right? Like they're not just going out and destroying teams. They didn't do that in the non-conference schedule. So it's what is that gap, right? How do you kind of – and that's why I keep saying that the computers, the metrics are confused because they're not understanding, okay, yes, the team's on a five-game winning streak, but the team also was 10 and 12 before that. They had a lot of close wins, even against teams that were not that great. But they also had some close losses against teams that were good. So it's like, how, what do you make of this? Now, as I say, I'm not a computers guy. I'm not a metrics guy. But I understand why they use this as a data point, and they should, because it helps you put everything into kind of one nice little argument while also adding the human element. Does Vanderbilt look like an NCAA tournament team right now? Yes. Did they look like an NCAA tournament team the first 22 games? No. So I think we have to have that in the full part of the discussion to make it realistic and not just base it on the last five games, which I'm going to add this in, guys. I know I'm a little bit of a rant here. I'm not trying to be the pessimist. But in these last five games that they've won, they've beaten Tennessee, right? But they've also beaten Ole Miss, South Carolina, Florida, who are not in several tournament teams. Auburn is a tournament team right now, but in a sense, Vanderbilt may actually be the reason Auburn is not in several tournament teams, if you think about it. So it's a very weird dynamic that's going on right now with this team, but they're at least in the discussion. No, I want to give you your flowers because you kind of called that one early. When we just first started having you on, you were like, Vanderbilt's the team that's going to keep it close, and you always have a you know a shooter's chance to win. Now, the Alabama game kind of took, put a hiatus on that take, but it's, 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 it's very clearly come back to form. But I want to ask you from your unbiased standpoint, because Vanderbilt has two camps right now, very pro-Jerry Stackhouse, like almost to a cult following, and very anti-Jerry Stackhouse, close to a cult following. And I, I don't know where to even put myself on it. I just like that Vanderbilt's winning right now. But with the way Vandy has performed and the way they're trending down the stretch here, is this season enough to justify Jerry Stackhouse's extension that he got before the season? Is this positive momentum for Vanderbilt to give you optimism going into what would be, I think, year five next year? Well, here's here's what I'll say. Um, you know, I think, and you can always do this in a certain sense. Now, you can't do this with everybody, and I think it's different in college basketball, as we have discussed a couple times before. Because you can remake your team every year in college basketball, um, most teams do, it seems like. You can change everything. And I don't think you remember, they used to, it used to be guys, the argument was, well, give a, you know, not really until the third season a coach can change everything, right? Because he's got to come in, mm-hmm. he's got to get a recruiting cycle and those kind of things. Well, you basically have a recruiting cycle every year now, um, not just with freshmen, but with your entire roster. And so I think if you throw out the first two years, which I don't think you should because they matter because those games were played, um, 11 and 21, 9 and 16. But if you look at last year, they go 19 and 17. I think they certainly – felt like they were turning a corner as a program, right? And I think that's what made the way they started this year so frustrating is because you felt like they had built some momentum um, last season. And I'm 19 and 17, right? That's not – that's two games over 500, but in the grand scheme of things, remember, that's the team that didn't win an SEC game several years ago and won three each in his first two seasons. So now I think they've gotten to the point that it justify a long 
contract extension. The record itself, probably not, um, because, you know, the numbers are what they are. Those games were played. They either won or lost. They've lost quite a few of them. But it's like, okay, if they finish strong, let's say they, they just missed the NCAA tournament, if they're just left outside, first four out, whatever. Can you, can you say it justifies at least when it was happening, when it was done, which, again, the timing of that extension was, was not great, as we know, based on the, the, the recent results or whatever, whenever that happened. I think they – what was the timing on that? They either lost the game after, right at halftime, or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's a hard question to answer because I think it's all about still how they finish. Um, if they lose to LSU Wednesday night, they're not going to be an NCAA tournament team. And I don't know what their record is, but at that point, again, if they're in that conversation – then you can at least point to something and say the program has shown that it is moving in the right direction because they were at least in the conversation to make the NCAA tournament, and that would be a step forward. So, you know, maybe it's like an eight-year plan, and I know a lot of people aren't going to be happy with that, um, but at least what they're doing now is putting them in a position to justify that he has them moving in the right direction. And that's probably the best way to answer it. And my last question will kind of be a fun one because I think me and Zach were talking about Vandy, their hardest games left. And the obvious is, you know, some people would say Auburn, but Kentucky going to Kentucky is going to be a tough one. How does that stack up for a team like Vanderbilt versus when the odds of Vanderbilt beating a Tennessee team at home, Kentucky, maybe they're considered a quote unquote lesser team, but you have to play them at home. Where do those kind of matchups, you know, fall under the chances of Vanderbilt winning this one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting because Kentucky, if we actually look at it, um, I'm trying to think of the exact thing. I mean, you remember last year, like they played pretty close to Kentucky last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the year before it was close too. Like I, they've actually trended pretty well in terms of playing games at Rupp. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, guys. I want to make sure I had it pulled up. But mm-hmm. Jerry Stackhouse's first season, they lose by they lose by nine at Rupp. Second season, they lose by three at Rupp. Third season, they lose by, let's see, seven at Rupp. So, like, if you look at history, they're playing pretty well there. And this is by no means a Kentucky team, right, that I know they just beat Tennessee, but it's also the Kentucky team that, that's lost at home to South Carolina and, you know, hasn't looked great at home against Arkansas and teams like that. So, Vandy's beaten both of those teams. So, I don't think this is actually that intimidating of a matchup, especially with Liam Robbins back on the floor for Vanderbilt. I think they can certainly go in and beat Kentucky. Um, because I think, that, again, it's all about matchups. I think Vanderbilt matches up pretty well with Kentucky, the way they're playing right now. So I don't think that one's as intimidating as you would think, just maybe on paper. Um, and really, it's it's just a matter – this all takes care of itself. If they just keep winning games, if they go 3-1 and one the rest of the way, and I think that what that means to me is they have to win it. Wednesday night's game is the most must-win of the four left, in all honesty, because – if they lose that one, it destroys their resume. Um, if they win that one and then they lose another one somewhere, I think they should beat Florida. That feels like a pretty close to a must-win. Um, but if they were to lose to Kentucky or if they lose at home to Mississippi State, I don't know that that's going to ding them that much. So, to me, the magic formula is to go 4-0 to make the NCAA tournament. Um, if they do that, I don't know how you can keep them out at that point. But if they go 3-1 and with a loss at Kentucky or a loss at home to Mississippi State, I think they're going into the SEC tournament. No matter where they are in the metrics, no matter where they are on the net, I think they're going into the SEC tournament with at least a shot to either have to win one game, maybe two games, or maybe not. Maybe the bubble has, has you know, imploded at that point. And that's what we have to remember, right, guys? 
I don't think that's talked about enough. It's not just what Vanderbilt does the rest of the way. It's what every – all those – what, like you said, Bruno, earlier, Vandy's like the 12th team out right now. It's what those 11 teams in front of them do. Oh, yeah, and the other four that are like the last four mm-hmm. in. So you've got a lot of teams you're trying to juggle. That's why for them, none of that matters at this point. They just have to keep winning because if they don't, it, it doesn't matter at all. So. Let's go to the other side of the state real quick here, Blake. And I think this is a lot of the other side of Vanderbilt arguments right now. It's Tennessee that is – Seems like they've barely moved at all also in the rankings, and they just keep losing as of late. Uh, Lost against Florida. They beat Auburn, lost Vandy, lost Mizzou, beat Alabama, which, I mean, obviously a big win, and then a loss against Kentucky, the second loss against Kentucky this year. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the way Tennessee's performing currently? Here's why Tennessee's not moving, and I think it's pretty clear what they've done. Um, We talk about Vanderbilt. It's kind of – the recency thing with Vanderbilt versus the recency stuff with Tennessee, and they're two different arguments because here's why. Tennessee's lost four of six now, right? They lost two at the buzzer to Vanderbilt, Missouri. Those aren't going to hurt you that much. But what Tennessee did before that is the same argument we're having with Vanderbilt and why they're having to do what they're having to do to get in the tournament conversation. Tennessee was 18-3 and three before that, and it's not just the fact that they were 18-3. and three. I don't think people remember that – what I said earlier about the net rankings and other like computer metrics that will be used by the committee because they're trying to field what they think are the best 68 teams, which obviously outside of automatic qualifiers. Um, what you have to remember is Tennessee has absolutely bludgeoned teams at times this season. Like they have gone out and just beaten teams, you know, unmercifully by 25 plus points. 20, they've had they have 20 wins on the season. I think at least I'm pretty sure the number is like 10. Ten of their wins have come by at least 25 points this season. So, now again, some of that's to lesser competition, right? And that's not even counting a 14-point win against the Kansas team that has a really good chance to be a number one seed. Um, You know, a win against Maryland on a neutral floor, and let's not forget that. Neutral floor wins. Winning away from home, that is a significant factor, too. So they beat Kansas away from home. They beat Maryland away from home. Um, You know, then you've you've got wins against tournament teams, right? Like Mississippi State, they're in right now. Tennessee has beat them by 34. Um, you know, look at some of the other results they've had. They beat Texas by double digits. Um, you know, only lose to Arizona, who's, again, a potential one seed by five. That's what Tennessee has going for it. And it beat Alabama. Let's not forget that. Beat the number one overall seed in the field. So I think people are, are making a lot about Tennessee not moving, like when it comes to the net rankings. Look, I think the net rankings are completely flawed. But when you're looking at why Tennessee's not dropping, it's because they did the bulk of their work through 21 games. They haven't done, you know, a great, great job the past three weeks, I guess you could say. But even in that three-week stretch, they've lost some games they shouldn't, but they've made up for it by beating Alabama and beating Auburn. And so I think that's what you have to remember with Tennessee. It is still the same argument. It is the full body of work. And through 27 games and their 20 wins, they have blown out at least 10 teams, I think, at this point when you look at the numbers. So that's what I think you have to remember. And remember, too, efficiency matters. Those efficiency stats for Tennessee, there's no one better defensively in the country. So that's actually helping them out a great deal also. Right, we're going to have to get you on retainer, Blake. I think we're going to need you for like four episodes a week now <laughs> just because there's so much. We got through two teams on that one, really one and a half of what we wanted to talk about. You can follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell, managing editor for southeastern14.com. Go check out everything there because there's a whole lot more than just Vandy and Tennessee, I promise you, going on in the world of college basketball. Thank you so much, Blake. Appreciate it, guys.
Always great stuff there from Blake Lovell. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. We're trying to clean up an accident over here on 440 westbound at West End. That caused a pretty good backup all the way back to 21st. Of course, the big story right now, it's been all afternoon long, is this truck crash that's it's in its clearing stages. Everybody's driving by rubbernecking right now on 40 eastbound out here around OHB. Uh, get out in the Hermitage area. Give yourself extra time now on 40 east if you're headed out towards Wilson County because just through the Hermitage area, it's just creeping along. Nash Painting Services all in Middle Tennessee. They're on Online. Check them out right now at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. 
Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. Then I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch. It's a radio show. Tennessee Titans. Going to have to sign Daniel Jones. He was picked uh, on a list. The number five spot for Daniel Jones to end up? Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Two-tone blue, baby. $45 million is what's on the way here to I'll Nashville. I'll take Ryan Tannehill for 25 Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'll take – that's – hey, that's not even remotely a close decision for me. I would take Ryan – I'd take Ryan Tannehill 25 over Derek Carr 40. I would. Uh, I, this is my thing. If we're, if we're playing on the idea of on the field, probably true. If we're talking about – all-time nicknames, Ryan Tannehill doesn't even come close to Vanilla Vic. I would rather have Vanilla Vic. <laughs> so, you know, nicknames, Danny Daniel Dime. Jones, Danny Dimes. Dan- I mean, the guy's got them all. Daniel Nichols. Should be <laughs> $45 million is no, what I mean, he wants. No, you made, a, you made a good point. I mean, and he also switched agents. I don't know if this is, if this is related or anything. Sometimes it's not, but it can just be coincidental timing. But no one else is going to advocate for him getting paid that much. I will say, for Daniel Jones coming up and saying, I want $45 million. My brother in Christ, you threw 15 touchdown passes. This is a... You threw 15. The team was absolutely abysmal every year where you were the quarterback. What was the X factor this year? Why? You were at quarterback every year. What was different about this year than all those other years? Oh, the other, the real free agent was back and playing. Saquon. <laughs> That's what. Uh, well, Daniel Jones creates his value through his legs. He plays quarterback. Stupid. So you pay $45 million for for. <laughs> for you seem like you're going through it. I'm letting you just go through it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's. Uh, it, from Daniel Jones' perspective, he should ask for as much as possible, get as much, and he's going to get franchise tagged for $32 million. Good. That's a W. That's a W for Daniel Jones. This is a guy we were talking about. Are they going to pick up his fifth year option? Yeah, like a year we, ago. Yeah, I, the only we, way that they, I think I said on this air, the only way they do pick it up is when the he wins the Super Bowl. It was like I say, I think I compared it to Ryan or Tannehill. Throw maybe twenty touchdowns. <laughs> I, I, I no, Daniel Jones has all the advantages. He's he, dude's a physical freak. He really is. He's gotten jacked. I don't know if you guys have seen Daniel Jones. Dude, mm-hmm. dude looks like an NFL court. Everywhere the reason everyone's drooling over Will Levis, Daniel Jones has those things too. Yeah. He just hasn't thrown for even half of like how many? I wonder how many touchdowns. I don't even know how many touchdowns. Forty-five this year, or something like that. I believe is what Pat Mahomes does this year. He threw a third yeah. of what Patrick Mahomes did, and he he wants to make the same Patrick Mahomes would make next year. Well, I think this is it. Okay, so I think you're right on Saquon Barkley. Like, it helps having a good running back. That'll help any – that's any player out. That's why Ryan Tannehill was so successful here because he had Derrick Henry. You know, it just – it does help out. Yeah, it, the linebackers are playing two yards behind the D-line. But I also think Brian Dable was a huge reason 
there, there's a lot of people who think that Josh Allen was really missing Brian Dable this year, and having him in New York, the the you see you saw the benefit of the team. The team was better. We all thought the Giants were jokes when they beat the Titans. We all freaked out and were like, "Oh my gosh, the Titans are terrible." But as the season progressed, and I mean, Titans were still bad at certain points, but you realize that loss wasn't that indicative or an indictment on the Tennessee Titans. It was more or less that we just didn't know how good the Giants were going to be this year. And the Giants were much better in a very weak division, obviously. Uh, or, not sorry, conference. Let me say that. A very weak conference because they were. The division was in that conference. They were just the best division in that conference, in the butt crack of a conference as it is. But uh, I, I think he benefits from good coaching and good players around him and really never had a target. I mean, obviously the Giants made a gigantic – uh, mistake signing Kenny Galladay because that's just sitting there looming over them forever. Uh, probably going to get cut this offseason, but uh, he never even really had any targets. I think it is just that the old sales trick. That's all this is. That Daniel Jones, I want $45 million. Secretly, he'd be cool with 35 But I can always... I can always go lower. I can never go higher. So you might as well just sit up at the $45 because you know what? You know who else wants him to go for $45 million? The NFL Player Association. All the other quarterbacks in the NFL want Daniel Jones to save $45 million because then they get Lamar Jackson gets to go. Uh, they're going to pay him $45 million for throwing 15 touchdowns. I want an MVP. You better give me $80 million if that guy's getting 45 So it, it benefits him, obviously, if he does get close to that number, but also it benefits every other quarterback in the NFLPA. And for all we know, Daniel Jones – doesn't he hasn't said anything publicly about anything <laughs> for all we know daniel jones is in tijuana oh he's in turks and caicos with his feet booked up right now yeah but his you know it's like <laughs> daniel jones wants this well i think his agent wants this he's just drunk <laughs> on the phone you know what tell him 45 million yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just laughing directly <laughs> on the phone calls him back <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes would be good oh yeah tell him i like nashville by the way <laughs> That's what I would be doing, straight up. Is that old, what, what was that old movie? Show me the money! Oh, Jerry Maguire. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I have no idea. But that's a funny one because some, sometimes... Come on, doesn't. Jerry. I can't hear you, Jerry. I can't hear you, Jerry. I want the Quan. It's the shoes. It's the Coke. It's the <laughs> yeah, no, Jerry Maguire, great movie. You had me at hello. <laughs> he wants the money. I don't blame him. I don't, I, I don't blame him. Nobody either. else would go out there and say, hey... Forty-five million. He deserves I will say forty-five. He I will say he belongs in the NFL. No, for sure. He, he's, he's a starter. Yeah. He's a starting quarterback. He gives you a lot of benefits. Try throwing more than fifteen. I would not be shocked if he gets a thirty-five million dollar a year. Deal. He doesn't even average a touchdown a game. You no. know, let's let's let that's a good goal next season. Let's average a touchdown a game. How, that, about, how about that? Fifteen buddy? touchdowns all he passed. They still made it into the playoffs. It ain't like the NFC is about to just you know they're not they're not going to go on and a tear. You, and you're. You're you're on this. We can. I don't want to segue too hard, but you're on this. You know, NFC top to bottom isn't as nearly as good as the AFC. And you might be right at this point. If you're not the Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals, it, who cares? That's that's what I have to say about the AFC. Texans and Colts might be coming up new in this next couple of years. They might be coming up because they're getting young generational talent. Oh, well, that's just, what you need. I'm just saying. You're like, well, the AFC's way. It, it, unless you're those four teams I mentioned, it really doesn't matter. No. It really doesn't matter. Not right winning now. a Super Bowl. All right, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. 
Good afternoon. Cleo continues on this truck crash. It's going to remain out here for a while, slowing down traffic through Hermitage on 40 eastbound around Old Hickory Boulevard. Extra time's needed headed out towards Wilson County. I see some uh, flashing lights over here on 65 northbound at Wedgwood. Uh, just watch out. Uh, that's slowing down traffic coming up from the south. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that menu at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. This did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> The show that would make visiting aliens blow up our planet. The Afternoon Stretch. First hour coming to a close. we got a second hour coming up. At 525, head coach of the Vandy Boys, Tim Corbin, will be joining us talking about the college baseball showdown over the weekend. Vanderbilt going 2-1 and one in that fall to TCU to start it all off, which... 
I'm not gonna lie, it was a little hairy. <laughs> you see that first game, you're like, ooh, but a lot of base runners yeah, left yeah. aboard, and you know, there's a lot of things going on with it. Uh, I'll tell you this: hate flow sports. I don't know if anybody else out there. Flow baseball was the worst place to go try to watch a game. Didn't do it. Hopefully that's over now. Uh, yeah, it should be. <laughs> I believe it is. I think it was just for that one thing. Uh, trying to watch it impossible because you have to. You gotta buy. I'm not buying another subscription to this obscure thing. And then uh, also just the, the like the actual like footage of it all sucked. I know. I was just at the airport watching the game cast, eating hot chicken for the flight, and it got bad. So I'm glad it worked hot out. Chicken before worked out. a flight. Mm -hmm. Oh man, my oh, I would never. I'm a warrior. Right. <laughs> First hour's done. Second hour coming up. ABC News, I'm Andy Field. It's happened again. A chandelier shaking in Turkey's Hatay province, rocked today by a magnitude 6.3 earthquake. At least three people confirmed dead, more than 200 hurt. It was one of the regions hit hard by an even stronger quake less than a month ago, which left nearly 47,000 people dead in Turkey and Syria. President Biden is in Poland after an unannounced visit today to Ukraine nearly 12 months after the Russian invasion. One year later, Kyiv stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you and the world stands with you. White House notified Russia before the visit to avoid provocations. Students returned to class today at Michigan State University a week after a deadly shooting on campus. The markets close for President's Day. This is ABC News. You wash your hands, you brush your teeth, but how do you clean your nose? With Navage. Navage uses powered suction to pull saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out allergens, mucus, and germs. And it's why cleaning your nose, the body's air filter, is the next evolution in daily personal hygiene. Navage helps you breathe better, sleep deeper, and snore less, but the biggest payoff is improved health. At Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. God, I'm so stressed. It's a brand new year and our business is busier than ever. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending the Uma cloud phone system with auto attendant and more than 35 features. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Starts at $19.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit Uma.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. Uma. Smart communications for the smarter business. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's a Bill King Show.
Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, it's happening. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studio. 615-844-5600. We want to hear from you. 525, we're going to have Tim Corbin on, head coach of the Vandy Boys. And then that's basically the show. That's basically the week. We won't be back till Thursday. So if you want to get in, now's the time to get in. Yeah, I know. Hey, and frankly, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) If I could come in and talk sports for four hours a week, I could have the most energized takes, right? But it's it's a one-time thing. One time thing this week, and maybe the week after. Two weeks after, yeah, yeah something like that. I'm glad Not baseball's sure. back. Oh, I was oh you, like you like this? Like Not sure. Yeah, yeah. I got it, it for free. You look like you're on your um, Steve Irwin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, secret, secret time. You know, wore it yesterday. I was like, nobody oh. saw me wear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was so. like, let's just wear it. Like, definitely. You got you. You had one that you're wearing. You're wearing yesterday. Maybe three days in a row. Now. Hey, that's stinky. It's <laughs> real stink. Whole fit. But if it's like if you didn't stink it up, you know, you didn't spill ketchup on it or something. So it's all good. The jaws of life to remove these clothes. <laughs> Did you say the whole outfit? Just gross, man. Oh God. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything we missed drastically over the weekend. Did you guys see that? I want uh, to talk about my shirt more. No, I frankly don't care anymore. I don't get how basketball like trades work. Like, so Utah traded for Russ just to buy him out of his contract. How does that even work? They didn't want him anymore. They didn't want him. <laughs> they just got him. Same thing happened with uh, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, actually, it, it's pretty common. It, that's insane to me. It's cheaper. Whatever. They're like, it's better for us to take them. And then why even trade? What? Because there's other picks and other pieces and part of it, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
But L. A. More getting rid of Russ than anything, I guess. It also kind of goes to the fact that like basketball players control their own destiny over the yeah. league controlling them. You know what I mean? There's a lot. There's of that. some. There's, there's some, a real well, that's, power. That's, that's superstars for the yeah. most part. A lot of players do get pretty right, but you don't have. I mean, name a a football player that could ever walk in and say, "Okay, I want to do this, this, and this," and the team's like, "What? No, go away. Shut up. Throw the ball, catch the ball, run the ball. That's what you do." Yeah. But uh, basketball, you could you there's a there's a good number of players you can say yeah they can just walk up and the rosters. I don't want to like be here people. anymore. <laughs> nine people rosters. They have staffs of five personnel guys for nine people. Exactly. And Ben Simmons is just in the. Hey, that guy also. There's just so many head cases in basketball. I can't get. I can't. An, how does anybody analyze that sport? <laughs> it is absurd. I'll tell you what I don't care about is the All Star Weekend. Yeah, snooze fest. What What about? Did you see all the controversy? Dunk contest, judge, Carl Malone. Yeah. What? So what happened with that? What do you mean? What happened with that? I did, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't see. I heard people talking about it, but I cared so little that I didn't even investigate what they were talking about. Oh, well, you just see outrage. Carl like, well, Malone's apparently a pedophile. He. Uh, well, yeah, that's yeah. He got a, he got like a, what like a four? I don't I, allegedly. I don't know. Got, it's uh, there's nothing alleged about it at this point. He's. He, he was 20. She was 13. The young man grew up to be a fo- NFL football player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Him and Carl Malone have no relationship. And Carl Malone is, you know, that's it's a pretty. I remember just this all came show, out during the, da- the last dance, too. It just goes to show, like, if this was anybody on, like, if this wasn't an NBA superstar, because Carl Malone's, what, like, second or third on scoring all time? Second, so, I believe, yeah. Yeah, so. No, third, third now. Third. Yeah. Yeah, he's behind. But anyways, it, only he, only someone like that could get away with that image, and he really couldn't. Like, but he was still allowed to sit there courtside of the NBA. I don't know how they let that. I don't know how they let that get away with it at all. That is, that is frankly insane, and quite literally past redemption, in my point. But I saw there was something else that like also that somebody like thought they got they deserved like a fifty or something on their dunk, and then. They didn't get it. I don't know. I didn't care. Well, I don't care about the actual event. And that Mac McClung wasn't even on a roster like two weeks ago, right? And then he just shows up and then he wins the dunk contest. Oh, is that the white guy? Yeah, that's the <laughs> white guy who won it. Yeah, I remember all of his highlights. When, when uh, That was like when TikTok was like first a thing. Yeah, was he, was, he was he in was high, high school. school. Yeah, 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 it was like him and Zion. Yeah. Like you, you've been seeing Zion for like 13 years because you were watching him in middle school. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zion and him were like probably the two biggest ever basketball like names. And Mac McClung is a legit baller. But yeah, he won the dunk. He wasn't even like I, I don't know. Like he wasn't even on the 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 court for the year. He wasn't on team, and then all of a sudden he's just he they get signed and he goes. They did that with another one. Was it a? Uh, I'm Flight gonna, White, remember Flight White? I'm not going to discredit him because if I won the dunk, NBA dunk contest as a white dude, I would go. I would put that on my grand, headstone. You know, how many white guys have won the dunk contest? It's got. We got to be in single digits. I I would assume. I don't even know if I can search that. Devlin, can you try? I finding, can't name one off the top of my head. I couldn't either. <laughs> I know. Ma- I know Mac McClung. <laughs> one <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I didn't. I just I don't know. The All Star stuff is boring. Believe it or not, uh, Arya Gerson actually put up a tweet that was about this. I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I don't have it in front of me. But she even said, she was like, it makes sense that the All-Star Weekends are boring because think about doing your job, and then as a reward for doing your job, they're like, hey, you get to do your job during your vacation time. <laughs> that is a good one. Good one by Arya. And, you know, it's like, and then adversely, you're, you're uh, really rewarded 
for being bad by not going to the All-Star, <laughs> and then you get to enjoy your break. Yeah. <laughs> Two. 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 Mac McClung. Okay, so Mac McClung. Go ahead. Well, do we know the other one? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Brent Barry. Yeah. Oh, no. Old Brent Barry. Come on. That's, that's old man Barry's son. I don't know. That <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, also, what year was that? What was Brent Barry? Ninety six, I think. Oh wow. Hey, I want to mention something too. Uh, why was DK Metcalf out there? That is, he was a, a celebrity. He was in the celebrity basketball game. I don't want to be that guy, narc or whatever. That is clear breacher. I've no. There is not a single contract that doesn't have a anti clause, and he's <laughs> his definitely has one. And if he got hurt out there, he's he loses. Uh, there are no bonuses. There are no guaranteed. There are no buyouts. I don't even think there's workman's comp. Like he, who was the offense? Was an offensive lineman for the Ravens a couple years ago that was working out no, on an it was, off? It was for it was Juwan. It was he played for the University of Tennessee. I believe his first name was Juwan. Last name started with a T. He played for the Dolphins. He was the right tackle. Juwan. I don't want to say Taylor or, but it. I know who you're talking about. And yes, he got hurt working with his trainer, and they were like, "Well, you lose all your guaranteed money," which I think it was like sixteen million or something. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and there and out. All the fans were against him. They're like, why don't you just work out of the facility? And it's like, wow, you guys really don't know, like, how the league works. Like, there's not a single – no one's in the facility in the offseason. Like, it's yeah. all personal trainers. That was a whole thing. I don't think he ever got that money. No. Jawan, I'll find his name for us because I know the first one is Jawan. Not Thornton, right? No, no, no. no. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I – and if you – I did watch a little bit of the All-Star because just out of the – Jawan James. Jawan James, yep. Um, just off the All-Star celebrities now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he, uh, DK Metcalf, you watched that. It, it was Calvin Johnson was out there too. And they were going at it. They were like legit, like beefing. Yeah, yeah. no, no. They were, they were talking crap. Like they were getting in and, and Calvin Johnson, which I mean, shocker to nobody, right? Like the guy's jumping out of the gym and destroying <laughs> like Albert Pujols. <laughs> Albert Pujols was out there just looking I mean, hefty. Yeah, <laughs> Albert Pujols was looking hefty and sweaty. He's what? He's a big dude too. He's like six one, but he's nothing compared to an NFL wide receiver, no. and he cannot jump near as high. I mean, every time anybody went in the paint on Calvin Johnson, he was volleyball smacking that ball to the ground every single time. And DK Metcalf was doing it as well. I'm surprised. Yeah, you, I didn't think about it in the moment, but yeah, that is strange that he was out there. It was the Seahawks it, did not like it. No, they definitely. <laughs> it was extremely strange. That's the first thing I thought. But he but does watching, a lot of like off the field things. Because remember, he ran with the U.S. Olympic yes, track team yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Hey, when you're a superstar, you can do whatever you want. I yeah. will say, thanks for mentioning Albert Pools. If any of you are listening on the app or you're not on the road right now, stop what you're doing and just Twitter search Albert Pools <laughs> and watch clips of him running. It's hard to believe this is one of the better MLB players in in our modern era because this is. He's not an athlete. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Bro, Albert Pools was Thanks fat. for telling me that. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad I brought this all up just to see this. No, he looks <laughs> terrible right now. But, hey, when you're when, if I was Albert Pujols and I started training like that, I'd be on TRT the next day. Like, because you know, you just have that image to hold up. And I know you want to eat good and relax, but I'll tell you this. When I was watching it, not knowing it was Albert Pujols, seeing that guy, I thought it was like a radio host or somebody. You know what I mean? Like some show host or like they had like Adam Scheffner or somebody on. <laughs> That's who I thought it was. Albert Pujols stealing basketballs from 21 Savage. I never thought I would type the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Albert Pujols was looking. I mean, he. you know what Albert Pujols looked like? He looked like a guy that was brought onto a baseball team to hit home runs. <laughs> like, that's it. No. That is what he looks like. That is not what he, he no, looks No, that is exactly. If you go to, like, a softball game, like a like a men's league softball team, and you just see there's one guy that looks like him, and everybody's like, yeah, just walk him. Because <laughs> he's going to put it over the moon. That's what he's going to do. That's all he's built for. It's all arms, and he's just throwing it to the moon. That is exactly what Albert Pujols looks like. And that's what he was in his last few years. He was just a guy. All right. I don't, too fat, I mean, <laughs> talk about a glass house right now making fun of Albert Pujols, but I'm not out there on the NBA All-Star. Oh, he's accomplished so much more than me, right? Like, I, I can say that. Uh, but it was just he was very out of place looking at him out there on the court. That's awesome. I mean, he's standing next to DK Metcalf. And I, I wish more people. Uh, One's no, much actually, more successful than the other in his field. We were field. just <laughs> laughing at you, Albert. Shout out to you for going out there. More retired people should go out there and just have some fun because you made our entire day. And I'm sure you had fun too. Calvin Johnson uh, looked like a monster. Yeah. He looked like he could still do it right now. He just looked crazy. Oh, hey, you want to know what? He probably can. Yeah, because how old is he? Is he, he, was thir- he was like 29, 30 right when he retired. So that what he's probably like thirty five now, I think jo- is Josh Gordon around that same age? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Okay. Josh no, Gordon, XFL there. touchdown. You got a touchdown. Titans legend, baby. Yeah, it was a good catch. It was a tough contested ball. Yep. You know, you gotta give it to Josh Gordon. He's still doing it. Vic Beasley. Hey, you know what Vic Beasley looked out there? Looked like out there. He looked like Vic Beasley playing against XFL people. <laughs> he was playing really well, which is good for Vic Beasley. Uh, it, the fact that you can I drop- don't think talent was ever an issue with him. Well, it's not effort either. To go th- a month making $700 a week in the XFL, like, I, 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 I got respect for Vic Beasley because it's not easy. You see, the you, you used to get – he used to get checks that had six figures on it. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting three for camp. And he's out there working that hard. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's where the spring maybe league can was, really show someone's character. Maybe it it helped because no, obviously, maybe it did. May, this is like because he st- wasn't doing that here in Nashville or, or in Atlanta. No, this is one of those juvie success stories. Maybe where the kid a kid has to finally reach rock bottom to realize his potential and know he doesn't want to be in that in that stage. So he's gotten his chance, and he's like, I'm not going to lose football. Yeah. So good for him. No, he looks like a monster out there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was trying to I'll tell you I was trying to find stats on all the you can't find any stats. I was no, looking all over the place. And I did. Uh, I, it's funny you mentioned that to me because I saw that there was controversy before the season. I don't I don't think the XFL partnered with any data like data company or anything that usually does this type type of stuff. You know, I guess just gets cutting costs, which frankly you don't want to do it for stats it's a very important part of the game but they did it so i'm sure there's some instagram accounts you can go find that are keeping track of it that's not our job to keep up with it though so the xfl for everything i was saying positive about the xfl there's everyone was on the hype because they have the espn train and all the nfl players were seeing it like this is great you know because it's a lot of their old buddies out there trying to get back into it so they're like this is awesome but the xfl will eventually plateau out week four or five and i think some of those things will be an issue later down the line like no stats it's just weird i mean especially with the fact that there was like prop betting on these games Mm -hmm. well i mean lord how would you know (laughs) (laughs) how would you know anything on this i saw people talking like 45 yards for this player like it's a lock because all these reasons i was like well the game happens you i have no idea what any of these people did (laughs) i mean that was just weird to me because yeah. they're on FanDuel. You can bet the games on FanDuel. Well, they're FanDuel has their own stat people. I don't think so. They, You you might have to go to FanDuel for your, your XFL stats. Maybe. I didn't even think about that. You might be <laughs> right on that. It was, that was just weird. That was just a really weird situation that uh, watching all that was. But 
yeah, that's uh, that's what was going on over the weekend. There yeah. was XFL and there was there was fun time basketball. I don't know. <laughs> fun time basketball. That's what it is, right? It's just like it's all weird. It's all I don't know. I, I just do you like it? You're an, you're like a real NBA fan. It's though. a break for me. Yeah, you don't pay attention to it's it. It's a break. Like Tatum won the All Star MVP. You didn't even care. Nope. Big. You're a huge Celtics fan. I'm a big Celtics fan. Correct. Yeah, I don't care about the All Star Weekend. I did back in like 2016, like when Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia. That was yeah. cool. After that, just I the just hood stopped. part. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he didn't jump over the car. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing as uh, what's his name Howard doing the Superman, but he couldn't reach it. But everyone was like, "Oh, he's Superman!" You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a break. Yeah. Because I watch a lot of Celtics games. It's yeah. a break. Yeah, I know you do because you're always texting us about it. Yeah, he's like, "Can you believe?" Like, he'll text a thing, like a play that'll happen, and then I mean, Bruno and I are not watching Celtics religiously. I promise you that. Not religiously, sometimes. I mean, yeah, every once in a while, you, a lot. They are yeah. big fan base, you know. But uh, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, just he'll text like a play that's happened, and then he'll be like, "Watching the Celtics game, by the way." <laughs> Like, can you believe that call? And it's like, what game are you watching? Four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on a Saturday. What game are you watching right now? Oh, Celtics are playing. <laughs> uh, and the last thing we'll get in the segment before we get to Corbin regarding NBA basketball. What is going on with – is the coach still suspended but employed? Yeah, it's been kind of just shoved under the rug. Yeah. Because I have no knowledge about it. Nobody – no, the Celtics, right? I can't believe yes. – huh? You're talking about for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. this inf- I can't believe this information was never made public. It's like no one leaked it. It must have been simply that bad. You remember that guy who came out and was like, uh, I don't think it was that big of a deal. And then he was crying on oh, Twitter. Matt Barnes. Yeah, he was crying yeah, on yeah. Twitter. He was like, I can't believe I defended him. I'm so sorry. Now I know. But I'm going to respect the privacy. It's like you're in media. Aren't you obligated to like tell us technically? But I guess not. Hey, yeah. money talks. He said, Bop, bop, beep, bop, bop. That's a ATM sound right there. As I was writing a check with my hand. Um. <laughs> That's what the ATM does. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to talk Vandy baseball with the man himself, Tim Corbin, on the other side here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. A lot going on. Of course, that truck crash is going to be out there for a while, slowing down that traffic like it is right now through Hermitage on 40 eastbound, just trying to get past OHB. Give yourself extra time. Uh, if you're headed towards Wilson County, 65 doing what it normally does, slow down here up through Madison. That may be a wreck there north of OHB on 65 northbound. I'm seeing some weird uh, backup there. 40 east off the south. Loop is still crawling. It took forever to try to clear up this wreck. 440 westbound over here at West End. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Give them a call right now at 615-912-2288. That's Nash Painting. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. 
F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. Pet Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise. Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The players make the playoff. Yeah, they're going to make the playoff. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're, 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 oh, they'll make it but lose I feel the attitude pretty, that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, so, okay. What, 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 what are we saying? Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. A show called The Afternoon Stretch is a stretch. Calling it a show. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. Now, a very special interview. Our first time. Our first time having head coach of the Vandy Boys, Tim Corbin, on with us. Tim, thanks so much for taking some time with us, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, let's start over the weekend. Uh, how did you feel the team's performance was uh, in the college baseball showdown? Well, I yeah, that was okay. I mean, we certainly uh, played a very tough opponent that first day, and uh, you know, what was a, a good game midway through turned out kind of lopsided. Lost eleven to four, but I, I thought how we responded after that. Uh, I, I thought it was well. We, you know, we played decently well against Oklahoma State. We had a pretty good lead for most of that game, and then it, the margin got a little bit tighter, which is a good thing because at the end, when you win one or two run games, there's something to take away from that. And I, I thought Sunday's performance was probably our best. It, it seemed like we got more comfortable as the week went on. The younger kids started getting more comfortable in the batter's box, and. I thought we we pitched a lot better on Sunday as well, so I, I think pretty good coming away from it. But it's still a lot of growth. Yeah, so you scored four runs obviously against TCU, and then the the next two games after that, you have a combined twenty three runs in that in those two games. Obviously, the offensive bats were there. Do you chalk that TCU game up just to first game jitters with with a young group? Uh, I chalk it up to TCU being better than us you know, at least on, on that day and, and being a pretty good team. I, I just thought 
from a pitching standpoint. They, they threw the ball well. They threw a lot of strikes. I thought offensively, I, I thought they were pretty dynamic. I, I thought they looked like a team, and we've had teams like this too, where you know, on the first day, they look like they're in midseason form. I just thought their body language and their approach and their aggressiveness, I think they kind of ambushed us a little bit, particularly as the game went on. Um, but uh, I, I think once we got going, I did. I, I felt like we were a little bit more comfortable in the batter's box, and we started to uh, do some things that we've seen. And you never know what type of team you have when you're playing each other for a long period of time. But I thought this was you know, a good opportunity to get a lot of information back that you can use moving forward. Talking with head coach of the Vandy Boys, Tim Corbin. Bruno Reagan, what do you got for the fellow Vandy guy? Yeah, Coach. I don't even know uh, if you remember me. Real quick before I get to my questions. you uh, Bruno, can't... Bruno, stop right there. You, you, you're talking to a guy that remembers everything. Of course I remember you. <laughs> well, I, I know your high school career, too. I know you wrestled, too, right? <laughs> okay, then you do know. Well, I appreciate it, Coach, because I never got to even talk to you and thank you. You came and talked to us before Ole Miss 2016, before we made that run for our first bowl, yeah. first bowl game. And that was right after the Donnie thing. I went to high school with him, and it just left a big right. impact with me, man. Uh, we also went out there and beat the hell out of him. So I, I just <laughs> appreciate you for coming in. A lot of us still talk about that yeah. to this day, how impactful for what that was. But talking about impact, as a coach, do you learn a little bit more seeing that loss? Because obviously you want to go in, get the sweep. It would be nice. Everyone wants to wear the crown. But you take that early loss. Do you learn more about your team that early, the way they respond in those next two games? I think for the time being you do, Bruno. I think, you know, you play early games, and it's the beginning of the season, and it's it's a very long season too. But I think your playing personality is, is discovered as you go because of the ebbs and flows that you're exposed to. I mean, you're a team sport guy, so you understood that. But I think at least initially I, I think you got a, a decent idea of how you line up. And I, I certainly thought the takeaway, at least for me, is watching Texas Christian, I thought, okay, that that's a really good team. And all the teams – that I've seen over 38 years, that, that team right there is very well balanced. So um, we would have had to play really well to, to beat them. But I, I think at least early, I, I think we got some team speed. I think our aggressiveness will continue to grow. And from a pitching standpoint, I, I think that will get a lot better too. I, I think that was a hot environment. It was really cool because it's Major League Stadium. It's indoors, obviously. Good crowds. I think from a temperature standpoint, it would have been very comfortable to sit at home at Hawkins and play three-game series, and those games would have been tough. But to get on the road and, 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 and face that resistance, it was almost like a bowl game in football. It was like, you, this, is, this is good. This is heightened a little bit, especially on, on week one. Coach, do you? I've always wanted to ask you this. Do you kind of feel the pressure added because Vandy boys – that's the brand. Like, I'm, I was a football player. Get to talk to some of the baseball players, the basketball players. You guys always kind of had to set the standard for the entire university. Do you kind of get that added extra pressure as a coach, or is it just kind of just the norm at this point? Well, I, I, I don't want to say norm because that, that would almost be like taking it for granted. I, I think mm -hmm. it, with me, it's and I share this concept with the kids too, is retaining your innocence as a, as a person is very important. And being able to recover from winning or losing, regardless of what the experience is, is very important, too. And I feel like this, to me, Bruno, it, it gets, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to reach consistency. It really is. I mean, to have good years is one thing. To replicate good years is another thing. And it's almost like 
it's raising an infant. You know, you gotta you gotta watch it all the time. You can't you can't take anything for granted. You can't think that one season is going to lead to another one because they're completely new experiences. So you you do in a lot of different ways have to reinvent yourself as a team, as a group, because even if the difference between you, your freshman year versus your sophomore year and junior year, it's the first time you were ever junior. It's the first time you ever senior. And I think when you're exposed to those those growth periods right there, you're reinventing yourself as well. But uh, no, I, I wouldn't say I feel any type of pressure. And I certainly don't want the kids to feel that way too. I think it's more about trying to uh, empower them each year to give the give themselves the gift of competing once they get on the field it's try to get in those training environments and really work to the level that you need to in order to grow and have good awareness of what you're capable of doing what you're not capable of doing because that's just as important then when you get into a game environment it's just letting it go and i think when you can let it go and empower the kids to have that moment as their environment then I think a lot of good things can happen. Talking with head coach of the Vandy Boys, Tim Corbin. Tim, uh, this past weekend you got to the first in-game action of using the pitch clock. It seemed like your guys actually responded pretty well to it, and that wasn't a, uh, a commonality throughout the league. Um, did did you all emphasize this in practice, or was this something that uh, it just kind of comes naturally to you all with just being kind of what you're talking about just now, a little bit of consistency going through? Yeah, I think there was a, a lot made of it, and there's going to be a lot made of it at the Major League game, too, because they're even quicker than we are. they got 18 seconds, and they got to get in the batter's box pretty quick as well. But I, I do think the game will calibrate itself. I, I don't really think it's as big a deal as, as what – now there's going to be some hiccups along the way, and coaches are going to get a little bit upset. There were three different times, not against us, thankfully, that we were exposed to – the pitcher getting a ball or the hitter getting a strike, and one of them was a strikeout. So uh, we play pretty fast, but I, I think at the same time, if I'm a consumer and I'm a fan and I'm watching baseball, I, I want to see the game move along too. I don't like the dead periods of baseball. I don't like them at all, and I think two hours and a half is a good time. If you can finish in two hours and 15 minutes, I think it's good, and I think it can be done with harmony so it doesn't feel like you're manufacturing the time. I think guys will calibrate themselves with it, and I, I do feel like at the end it'll prove to be a good thing for baseball. I, I know you've been asked this before. Uh, I'm assuming you have in this time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the run rule side of all of this, I know you've been br- you brought up before your time before uh, with Clemson, uh, the yeah. eleven to ten game, I think it was NC State, if I remember that quote, that quote correctly. Right. Um, and it, it, I, I've talked about this last week when we were you we were discussing actually your quote on it. It does feel like it kind of kills some of the magic of baseball, which is you know football you can mm-hmm. run the clock out, basketball you yeah. can run the clock out, baseball you got to yeah. get those outs no matter what. You, you there's been plenty of teams, not just you, but other teams that have won it. What are your thoughts on that run rule? Do you do you, do you feel like that's kind of hurt the game a, a little bit with that kind of rule? I wouldn't say hurt, but I I do think, to your point, there's time periods where there is no clock, and because of that, you always feel like you got a chance. And I just remember that game. It was just unbelievable, the turn of events. And you can feel momentum in sport. And in baseball, when momentum starts to turn, I don't even really think it matters what pitcher you put out there because it's just like the – the momentum created created from an offensive side 
side just takes over the ball game. And I think that's where, yes, you know, seven, eight innings, there's still hope, you know, especially if you get the margin down underneath 10. But if you're at 10 and seven innings, then the game's called. The plus of it is there's probably some coaches who get into that part of the game and they go, my God, you know, I would love a 10-run rule right now just so we could get out of here because I don't want to waste any more pitching when I have to go into a weekend and play such and such on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I think that's the positive of it. Will, will it ruin the game? I don't think it will ruin the game, but I just do think that there's those magical moments that you suggested that happen in baseball that really can't happen in basketball or football because of the clock. And uh, so tomorrow – you, you're getting back to your – it's your 21st – I don't know if anybody's told you this. It's your 21st home opener uh, tomorrow. You're going to hear that here on National Sports Radio. Andrew Algretta on the call. Uh, what Does that – does that? I mean, you said this earlier a little bit with Bruno. You don't want to say it's the norm or anything because it does lose some of that that special side of it. Does that ever get like going back to the Hawk? What does that mean to you for twenty first time home opener? I mean, it's built. You've built such a legacy already uh, with the Hawk and with your coaching career. What does that mean to you still? It means a lot. I mean, I you know I mentioned innocence to Bruno, and I mean that. I mean, sixty one years old and. Just get, You know, I put my pants on, baseball pants now, and today's an off day for us, but I put them on every morning at 7.30, and that's, that's no joke. But the reason I do it is because there's going to be a day when that's over, and I don't ever want to see that day come to an end. And it's like there's a lot of times, and I don't mean to sound dramatic here, but there's a lot of times where I sit here and just say, this is a dream. You know, I – I just want to be a high school teacher. I say just. A high school teacher, there's a lot of importance to that. But that's where my mind was. And the fact that I'm a college coach at Vanderbilt University for 21 years, and I've lived in the same spot Maggie and I have for 21 years. We've raised a daughter here who played tennis here. Yeah, it means a lot to me. I don't ever take this stuff for granted, and I I just want to – create the same situation every day because I know at some point in time it'll be gone and I don't want to see that day come. So yeah, it is. It's very important to me and I, I enjoy every single minute of it and I still get nervous and I, that's a good thing because I think when you don't get those nerves and you don't get those butterflies in competition, then I think you got to check yourself to see if this is really where you're supposed to be and whether you should still do it. But the kids keep me young. I hope that Personally, I provide a you know a good experience for them and the coaches around here too because we're we're very lucky to have what we have. Well, coach, I think there's a lot of people that just heard you say that, and they they say the same thing about your career. They're glad that you've been here for 21 years and that you've been able to be a part of this community for as long as you have, just because the impact. Uh, one one thing I want to ask too, uh, I I have a connection with your team of my other jobs. I do uh, I do play by play for Full Count Rhythm. Uh, which uh, Ryan Ginther up in uh, station camp and then played up there with it. I know he had a bad outing uh, this last little bit. It was an unfavorable outing, I guess we can say. But uh, th- that kid, talk to me a little bit about that kid because we've seen him thrown into the pressure cooker right away with that last game uh, against OSU. Uh, 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 what was that? The regionals uh, last year where he came in and made a huge strikeout. Talk to me a little bit about that kid and, that, and part of your pitching staff. Yeah, I love him. Ryan's got a really good arm, and he's really come on. And you mentioned last year against Oregon State, he came into a very difficult situation and got out of it for us, which was needed because that was a 
a one-run game. You know, he uh, he he had one one tough inning, and that was that was because of the bats more than anything. And that's to me that that's way better than putting guys on base. And he didn't. Um, they actually hit the ball very well, and it's kind of that momentum that I was just talking about. But um, he's he's good. He's really good. It's a good left-handed arm out of the bullpen. He throws in the low to mid. 90s and he's got a good breaking ball too and I think he's one of those kids that every time he gets out there he gets a step better so we're going to be very reliant on Ryan and his performances this year. And then uh, to last question here Coach Corbin we appreciate you jumping on with us uh, yeah. I, I, my time as a producer at this station, I, I would talk to you periodically, you know, getting you on for show, other shows that were in the past here. Now as a show host, I could talk to you about the UFC. I know you're a huge fan of the UFC. Uh, we would talk about it all the time. Uh, later this year, you're going to well, – actually, what, March? John yeah. Jones comes back in March. McGregor's going to come back later this year through a tough finale. Uh, who are you more excited to see back in the cage between those two? I want to see John Jones again. I, I just think that it's been a long time since he's been out there. Uh, he's He's gone through different moments in his life where he's probably had to battle some outside things. But um, the fact that he's coming back and is, is going to face Cyril Gaon, which that's, that's, that's a very tough opponent. Uh, but I, I'm lo- really looking forward to it. McGregor, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to him because of his personality. But – you know, I'm more about Volkanovski and, you know, some of those uh, mm-hmm. Chandler. I, I like those smaller guys who who are really quick and really have a burst and uh, a twitch to, to what they do. But I'll be excited about that card. I'm excited about every card. I mean, that I didn't get to uh, see the one this past Saturday with Jessica Andrade and um, – a young lady, from, and I'm, her name's escaping me, but she's from New Jersey. So I watched all of that this morning when I worked out. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love that stuff. I don't, I don't miss them, that's for sure. Well, Bruno and I will be buying the food if you ever want to come have a watch <laughs> party with us because we're, we're just up there with, with you <laughs> Well, We'll set yeah. it up. Don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll get it catered, Tim. Uh, Tim Corbin, head coach Thanks, of the Vandy Boys, has joined us. Tim, thank you so much for taking time with us. Yeah, thank you both again. I appreciate it. Bruno, it's good hearing your voice again. Thank you. I'm sure I'll see you soon, Coach. Have a good one. Okay, brother. Take care. Good stuff there, head coach of the Vanny Boys. Good season. A lot of baseball left on. Listen, I don't know. When that guy guy talks, like, I just want to – I know I'm the co-host. I just want to shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. It's endless knowledge. There's no one that when they speak that moves me the way, like, he does. Just – I don't know. Get you so excited. Very, yeah, very lucky team, very lucky university to have that guy. Cause every, and he has to deal with it because everyone, every program looks to, to him and what they've done. The coach's coach. I mean, yeah, that's really exactly. what he is. I mean, when you have Jim Harbaugh bringing get you in to talk, about, talk to Michigan football, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, some of the players are like, why is a baseball coach? We didn't even get here? to talk about, you know, him, Clark Lee's relation. Like, there's no, the mentorship. No. There's so much. To, there's we're definitely so going to have Clark, or Clark. Well, yeah. we're definitely going to have Clark Lee on. We're yeah. also going to have uh, Tim Corbin on a whole lot more throughout this season. And of course, Central Arkansas tomorrow. No show for us, but mm-hmm. right back at the Hawk. It's going to be happening. I'm excited. I'm excited. Like I said, I said this last year, and, I, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it even more this year, but I did it last year too. I'm going to go to a lot of games as a fan at the hawk i don't know why that's you you say you're not a vandy fan but you're a vandy boys fan. vandy vandy baseball 100 percent. yeah I'm a, I'm a vandy baseball fan but i do not claim the university i don't mm-hmm. know what that means i do not know what that means don't ask me to explain it 
I just there's like you said, Tim Corbin is just that he brings that air of it. And like to hear him talk about, it, he just wanted to be a high school teacher. You know, like I just wanted to be a high school teacher. That's what I wanted to be. And now you just work. That shows anybody can do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really. You know, you just put the work in and be good at it. Seven thirty every morning is putting on baseball pants. Now I'll never get that out of my head. I'm gonna look at the clock every morning at seven thirty in the morning and say. Tim Corbin just put on his baseball pants. What pants do we put on? Big uh, ones, I'll tell you that. I don't put pants on at 730. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Walking around in the nude for a couple hours, all right? 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Cleanup continues on this truck crash. It's going to remain out here for a while in Hermitage on 40 eastbound. It's been a challenge just trying to get out past the airport there around Stewart's Ferry Pike from that earlier wreck. All the major outbound routes have been pretty busy in the last few minutes. Uh, 65 southbounds, a nightmare up there coming out of Kentucky through that section of northern Robertson County on 65 southbound. That's been crazy for folks coming down from Bowling Green. Hey, Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Call Nash Painting right now. 615 912 to 2288. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. It's going to be mostly cloudy with a stray shower into the evening. Today's high 68, partly cloudy. Otherwise, tonight, low 48. 
For Tuesday, time to clouds and sun, high 66. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. If you were going to hire Tim Kelly, you, they've been done for over a month. I mean, well, that would have already been done. This is where you scoured the ends of the earth and you just went in-house. Because if you look at the OCs, they've been coming from within on Mike Vrabel's staff. What happened? What happened? I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of different things that happen. I'm not sure. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The show that makes you thankful for Braves games. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno and Ray. The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Just had a tremendous interview with head coach of the Vandy Boys, Tim Corbin. If you want to go check that out. Good start of the season. Can't say the same for Tennessee. You just, you just, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people. I don't know if you saw this. Get, hey, get. Vandy fans, shut up. You know what I mean? You they keep complaining. <laughs> They're complaining super hard about everything right now. Yeah. I mean, basketball rankings. And then did you see D1 Baseball uh, put out their rankings after this weekend? And uh, they kept Tennessee up near the top, but uh, there was Vandy fans that uh, – Vandy stayed at number 10, I believe, which they didn't move. But there was people complaining that Tennessee went one and two, and there was other teams that played better that should have been up higher. And it's just – all I see today has been Vandy fans on Twitter complaining about rankings of Tennessee. Yeah. Well, because they they didn't, I, and I get it. And listen, Tennessee's going to be a great baseball team. They're going to come back. It's not. It's the beginning of the season. That's why I yeah. did. When a lot of baseball. I saw that I saw that TCU loss, and I didn't say a word. I was like, "Don't say a word. Don't say a word," because you're going to look foolish one way or the other. Say it's not. Say it's all okay. Then they lose all three, or say it's oh my god, they lost the first game. The house is going down. Then they win the next two. So you just yeah. kind of got to play patient with baseball. And Tennessee's in the same boat. It's so. a lot of games. I mean, we're just three in now. It's a lot of games. We're going to get. Uh, very deep into this season, and I mean, you know, TCU. It's like it's like what Tim said too. They they were better that day. That's that's just it. And I think I think there's a lot to think about. It first game, you're you're in the Texas Rangers <laughs> field. You're on a major mm-hmm. league field, and you're just going. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of that. I can understand why. And also leaving ba- base runners on like that is tough when you when you strand them like that. That's that's never a good sign. I think they had five of them. Uh, that they left on so yeah, it's just different strokes you know that, that team's gonna be good and you saw you saw it honestly just kind of pivot you go you know TCU uh, then OSU next where you win but it was a closer game still high scoring and then you go the other side against Texas where you just blow them out you hit a grand slam I mean that and Texas was the lowest like ranked team of them all so it's it, it's just kind of going as expected and I Aria put this out as well uh, which once again, Ari Gerson on Twitter covers Vandy, does a great job with it. But she, she loves put out, baseball the most. Loves too. baseball. Yeah. Um, but she put out last year in 2022, there was only two pitchers with saves in the whole season, which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. This year, there's already been two because of how those Match two games it. played. Match season total. Yeah, already. So I mean, that's a uh, you know, 
it's different. There's offense. I think some people in that first game as TCU was like, oh, no, the bats are bad. And it's like, no, they're, they're, they're going to be good. That's what, I just... will, that's what I was going to say. I was going to be like, Vanderbilt, since I've started watching their baseball team, they've never had explosion on offense. They don't have an explosive offense. They have a very chess-oriented, stealing base offense, bunting and all that. But And then I didn't say it, and they absolutely Put rocked the house. Put up 23 yes. in the next two games. <laughs> you know, so, and that that's not against – Central Arkansas either, by the no! way. No! That's, that's against OSU, and that's against Texas, <laughs> Okay, yeah. who are predominantly monsters of baseball. And it was like more Future home SEC for them. Future SEC matchup, too. That was their area. That's the general, you know, Vandy had Yeah, the they were in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. Uh, all right. We need to get to our Austin Hardy Keeping the Safe Picks of the Week. Time now for the Keeping You Safe Pick of the Week, brought to you by Austin Hardy State Farm Insurance. The Real Safe Pick, always Austin Hardy State Farm Insurance. We will talk a little bit more here in just a second. Hurt me once, or fool me once, can't get <laughs> fooled again. And if I got fooled again, listen, I've taken the number one team in the country twice this season. Oh, excuse me, three times. Purdue, Alabama, Purdue. All three of them lost. <laughs> I will not be fooled again. Kansas plays tonight at eight. Number three in the country. TCU is the favorite, and it's always that. What does Vegas know? Uh, TCU, number 24 in the country, two-point favorite. This is Tennessee-Alabama all over again, and I'm not making the same mistake. If I lose this one, then I'm just not betting in the top 25 anymore. <laughs> I'm only going Vanderbilt. I have lost. I'm 0-3 betting on the top team in the country to come back after these ridiculous spreads, and I'm not doing it. TCU, hey, also TCU, uh, athletic juggernaut out of nowhere. Baseball, football, basketball, whatever. They can do it all, apparently, I guess. Mm. Good for them. I'm going TCU lock of the week for me against Kansas on the money line. All right. I like that. I thought you were going to go another way. You kind of threw me for a little loop-de-loo on that one. What uh, do you mean? Like I was going to go Kansas again and <laughs> go 0-4 on top three teams in the country? No. Devlin. College basketball. Okay. Love it. Yep. And we're going with what I think is safe, which is picking an Ohio team. Oh, God. Oh, I love it. I love no. it. I love it. Hey, Tomorrow. They're going through it right now, though. <laughs> Tomorrow. Not Ohio State. You're welcome. Maction basketball. Ohio Max. University. <laughs> minus 10 against Northern Illinois. Go Bobcats. Oh, so you're taking the 10. Oh, man, I can't even find this. Of course you'd go somewhere crazy. You just have to search it up afterwards. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. Uh, there it is. So, uh, yeah, I've got him at 9.5 right now. Even but better. We'll leave it Safer. there. Nice. Uh, okay, I'm going to go Preds. I'm not going to go Preds, though, if you know what I mean. I'm actually going to stay away betting from, against them. I'm, no. Okay. I'm going the under. Six and a half is the line for this. Uh, they're taking on Canucks on Tuesday. I've got them at plus 104 on the under of six and a half. So it's plus odds on the under. I don't, the the only Preds way suck. That Canucks it, suck. There's no goals. Yeah, and what was the over-under again? Sorry. Six and a half. Six and a half. So a Preds 4-2 win is still under, which is tough to believe at this point in the season. Canucks, they're most of the, oh, they have a lot of people out. The Canucks injury report is filled up. For a hockey team, that's especially tough. Um, yeah, I think the Preds win. I love that under, though. I do love that under. That's a steal of an under. That's a steal. Six and a half, and it's plus money. Yeah. Very happy with that one. Uh, the real safe pick, as always, is Austin Hardy State Farm Insurance Agent, 7110 Town Center Way, Suite 1, Aaron Brentwood, or you can give them a call, 615-810-9999. You can also find them online at insuredwithaustin.com. Let's go to the phone lines uh, and talk with Bob from Bellevue. Bob, how you doing, buddy? 
Uh, stop me if I've already made this call in the past. I don't think I have. Uh, I, and I know what state. I understand where I live. I live in the state of Tennessee. live here all my life. Tennessee men's basketball has played for 114 years. They have never made the Final Four. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the years when, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing, they only invited 16 teams which means you only had to win two games to make the Final Four. They couldn't do that back then in the 70s. They couldn't win two games to make it. You know, when I just hear this constant talk about how, what they can do and, you know, the, the tournament's coming up, the tournament is a big orange stop sign when it comes to UT <laughs> men's basketball. It's a big orange stop sign. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. They're terrible. They, they've only had a couple of good coaches. They, they booted uh, Pearl out for lying. He did it to himself. He did it to himself. Uh, you know, Ray Mears, a good coach way back in the day. If you've never made the Final Four in, 104, in 113 chances, this is year 114, you're, when are you going to go? And, by the way, what we're watching in college basketball right now, this is some of the most mediocre college basketball. That's one of the few sports where I can tell you right now, there were teams from 30 years ago and even 40 years ago that would run away from these teams. The the NBA has a one-year rule, so you're never going to see a superstar sophomore, hardly ever. They all go, they play one year, go to the NBA. So even in the most mediocre times of college basketball, Tennessee can't make the Final Four, and they're not going to make it this year either. We already know. Rick Barnes, he's won 700 games, one Final Four in his career with Texas. So they're not going to make it again. But they're just going to keep talking about it. And I know, you know, I'm in this state, and they want their team to win. It's just not going to happen. 114 years. I bet you guys didn't know that. Electric, thank you. I did know that, but I'm glad you came on and said it a lot. That was, no, that was a tremendous call, Bob. I appreciate calling in, buddy. That was, that was great. That was, that was great. awesome. Uh, no, he's, he's dead right. Uh, 114 and counting. They're not going to make the Final Four this year. Like, I get there's Vols fans out there. This team is not made to be – like, you could be a defensive juggernaut, but you can and you could win possibly a game by scoring 46 points. That's fine. But I think no, we're they're, seeing they're a real downtrend. Like, they're going to lose – they're going to win the first round and use, lose to, like, an NC bubble team, like something crazy. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, or, or, God forbid, Vanderbilt. They're going to be the favorite <laughs> in every game probably. And you could – if – I think you'd make money. Mm-hmm. If you want to bet against Tennessee, and I, and they might be the favorite, like consensus fault. favorite. The expectations to go are their fault too, because they want to go and smack Alabama around. I don't know. That's the worst type of the worst type of team is a yo-yo team. Quit mm-hmm. being a yo-yo. Be the same people every day. Wake up and be the same. That way we know what we're working with. Tennessee basketball is a yo-yo. They're up and down, up and down. Don't be a yo-yo. Be consistent. Be like Tim Corbin. Seven thirty in the morning, he's putting his pants on his baseball pants. Model key right there. I cannot. I'll never unlearn that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll never forget it. I'm, no. I'm telling you, 7.30 a.m. and p.m. are going to roll across. I'm going to see it on a clock, and I'm going to think, Tim Corbin's putting on baseball pants right now. And I hope, I should have asked him, at 7.30 p.m., do you take them off? <laughs> like, it's just 12-hour workday every day. Maybe. That'd I, be hype. I would be like, I'd get behind that. I, that guy talked to our team once, and none of us ever forgot it. So, that just tells How you How do I go work for Tim Corbin? That's a good question. I need to ask him that. I'd do it. <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm down. Let's go 7.30, 7.30 pants time. <laughs>
All the other hours? Hey, I love no I love them. I don't know if I can do 7.30, 7.30. I'll take a pay cut for hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done till Thursday. Vandy Baseball takes over tomorrow and the day after that on Wednesday. But we're back, and we'll be live at T-Line. We want you all to come out there. See us, 106 Duluth Avenue. Love every one of y'all. Have a great week. We'll see you Thursday. <laughs>